uh, coming up in a couple, you'll hear from the newly sworn-in supervisor for the uh, third time. Uh, that being Angie Carpenter, she'll be with us. Also, the captain with us at the top uh, in uh, Mr. Ken Bombay's, Captain Bombay, so with us. Uh, you'll hear from Chris Coluccio on the preliminary report regarding the cyber, cyber attacks in Suffolk. Uh, the finalization. Also, let's squeeze in Charlie Giamanco, our good friend out in Riverhead. Uh, Jake Bilo, call in in, a, in about thirteen minutes or so. Give us uh, give us uh, what's happening out in Riverhead at the Great Apple Honda, and set us up for the weekend there. You'll also hear from Jimmy Fail. He's got a new show debuting on Fox uh, tomorrow night at ten. He's got a book out. Uh, They're only jokes. That's the name of the book. Um, he's got a lot of things going on. A lot of things. There's just these are just they're just jokes. That's that's an image. Um, all that coming into play on a very very busy Friday show. Um, a couple of things here that caught my uh, you know it's interesting. We're talking about the migrant crisis and Adams now is suing these Texas charter bus companies. But you talk about hypocrisy, right? You talk about what's going on in. Have you seen this? Have you read this? What's happening in New Jersey with Governor Phil Murphy? I mean, you talk about being a hypocrite. And Murphy has been also slamming Greg Abbott for his practices of of shipping the migrants out of there up north. Um, you know, it's that's what Murphy's been doing. But guess what? Murphy in his own right is being somewhat hypocritical because he is uh, shipping migrants that are coming into the Garden State into the Big Apple. I kid you not. That's what he's doing. And there are photos that basically state the case. State the case. These photos show New Jersey police officers collecting migrants that have been bused from Texas to Trenton and Secaucus. And hurting them straight onto New Jersey transit trains headed for New York City. And guess what? Phil Murphy knows the deal here. He knows the deal. You know, it's funny. Why can't he state the case? Be honest. Be honest. As far as everything is concerned. And state the case that, you know what, you can't handle it anymore. You can't handle the migrant situation. And this is a guy, obviously a staunch Democrat, who cannot tell it like it is because it's a political game of football. Or we should say a political game of hot potato. Hot potato. That's the game. You know how you hold it and then you pass it on because it's too hot. Well, that's too hot for Phil Murphy to handle as far as New Jersey is concerned. He's shipping right to Eric Adams. <laughs> it's unbelievable. This is what's going on right now in this country. And I'll tell you, Joe Biden is kicking off his re-election stuff. He'll be in Valley Forge tomorrow. You know, this is, he, He's going to take aim at Trump and, and MAGA and everything else. But to ignore this ever-growing problem. And to me... It's still the number one issue as we head towards November 5th. Number one issue as far as the migrant situation is concerned. Number one, without question. 
But to not address what's going on here is 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 beyond deplorable at this point in time. So, uh, all in all, uh, that is uh, the case as far as uh, New Jersey and how they're handling things, shipping them right into New York City. All right, Jake, I believe we have Angie on board. Give me a thumbs up on that. Yeah, great timing. Sworn in yesterday for the third time, the final time, the supervisor of the town of Islip, Angie Carpenter, nice enough to give us a couple of minutes on a busy Friday morning. Uh, we say a very good morning. We say a very happy new year to you and yours. And we also give you a hearty congratulations on the uh, ceremonies taking place yesterday at the Torah Law School there. Congratulations. Oh, thanks so much, Jay. It was uh, really absolutely wonderful. Toro, the venue is gorgeous. They couldn't have been more gracious as hosts. Um, obviously, I was thrilled that our MC was Tom DiNapoli, who I consider a good friend and who is truly the consummate public servant. He, you know, he's got so many friends, you know, on both sides of the aisle. There's no acrimony with him. He's a true gentleman, really, really cares about what he does and does it in a very professional, gentlemanly way. And, of course, Chuck Schumer came and uh, delivered some remarks, as did our congressman, Andrew Guamarino, and uh, our new county executive, Ed Romaine. So I couldn't have been more thrilled. And the members of the town board that was sworn in, uh, John Lorenzo and Mike McHillway, um, John, this is his first election. He was appointed a year ago to fill the vacancy. And Mike is new, and uh, our new town clerk, Linda Babrica, and Andy Whitman was reelected, joining our two town, existing town board members, Jorge Guadron and Jim O'Connor. So everyone was there. It was a true, you know, show of unity, and uh, it was very exciting. Wow. Um, as you put your hand on the Bible and raise your other hand, what, what was going through your head? I mean... You know, you've been such an incredible uh, public servant for decades. And I have a third have term. What goes through the head of Angie Carpenter yesterday? Yesterday, as I was standing there holding my hand up, and, and really, it just was so emotional and special for me. And my grandson, who's 10, was standing beside me holding the Bible. And last time I had both my grandchildren, but my granddaughter's on her way back to school in Rhode Island. So it was just him, and he's 10, and I'm like, you know, you're going to be there by yourself. Is that going to be okay? And he goes, oh, yeah, Grandma, I could do this. You know? <laughs> and uh, it, it was just so really cool. And the responsibility and the enormity of it and the honor of it all, to have people really believe in you, Certainly not everybody, because I didn't get 100% of the vote, but we did. it was an overwhelming plurality. And to know that people have that confidence in you and, you know, are going to allow you to make decisions that affect their everyday lives. And it was very interesting. Andrew, Congressman Garbarino, in his remarks, talked about the different levels of government and how, you know, it's so important that, <clears throat> that we all work together. 
and that the town government is probably the most impactful on people's everyday lives. And it's so very true. I mean, if your garbage doesn't get picked up, you're not calling Washington. You're calling, you know, the local elected official. And, you know, if your roads aren't taken care of, although a lot of the times the complaints we get about roads aren't our roads. They're state or county roads. But uh, hopefully with the new county executive, that's going to be addressed. And some of those county roads that we get complaints on will finally be taken care of. Yep, no doubt about it. Angie Carpenter with us, sworn in third time. Uh, yesterday, you have accomplished so much. You know, you go back in time, the days of Tom Croce, you took over. And and I'll tell you, I could do a show of, of an hour and a half on the accomplishments of what you have set out to do over the years. Uh, for this term coming up, what, what would be, uh, Angie, the top uh, two or three that you want to attack right from the get-go here? now of, uh, by the way, um, I am on my way to the LIA. They're doing the annual economic update with the two county executives uh, briefing us on the state of the things in Nassau and Suffolk County. So I'm going to give you an extra bonus, a minute-by-minute traffic report. So right now I'm on the southern state, and believe it or not, it is moving. There's I should jinx myself, but it's doing really well here, both directions on Southern State around uh, Belmont Lake State Park. Good to know. Okay, so to answer your question, uh, we're in the throes now of the Byron Lake project. Uh, that's a complete overhaul. Hasn't been done in probably 60 years. Brand new swimming pool going in. We're expanding the... Uh, concession building and making it more amenable for, uh, you know, community and family events. We clean the lake. Um, all in all, this is going to be a beautiful experience, and it looks like we're on track to be able to offer a full swimming season this coming summer. And uh, so that certainly is up there and going. Um, we have been moving along towards making our building our town hall, which has a tremendous amount of character. It's so beautiful when you look at it. We fixed the roof. We replaced cupola that was ready to blow away. But now we have to tackle making it really more accessible to the public, making it more handicapped accessible, putting in an elevator that's more accommodating to a larger, uh, you know, personal mobility vehicle. So um, we are in the throes of doing that. That's a big project. Mm-hmm. And we have dedicated $10 million of our COVID money towards that. Uh, that was an acceptable use capital project. And this will be something that will live on for generations. So, um, you know, myself and the town board felt that was a judicious use of, you know, a good portion of the money. So um, that is something that we're all working on. And on deck. as you can imagine, is going to be some... You know, swing space that's needed. It's going to have to be some relocation while renovations take place. But um, it's all very exciting, but very doable, especially when you have a team of people. And I said this yesterday, a lot of times government government officials get a bad rap, but the people that work in the town, almost to a person, almost to a person, and let's face it, 
dealing with human nature, and you're going to get, you know, a little bad apple here or there, people that really don't care all that much. But that, for the most part, we don't have that in Iceland. They care whether they're, you know, in maintenance. The lady that, you know, is, comes in the office every day has got a smile on her face, and she really takes her job seriously and, you know, to a person, really, really care. And every job, no matter what a person does, and I say that all the time, is very important because if the maintenance person isn't doing a good job and they miss a real, you know, puddle on the floor and somebody slips and falls and there's a, you know, a lawsuit that could potentially cost the town millions of dollars, if that person really didn't do their job, it matters. So every everyone, no matter what your task is, do it with all your heart, give it 100%, and, you know, we'll all be uh, much better for it. But, you know, that's a sign of great leadership because when you have that type of personnel who loves coming to work uh, on a daily basis, doing whatever they do, doesn't matter. That's a sign of great leadership. It starts with you, and that permeates down, and that means productivity uh, to the nth degree. So give yourself a little credit on that regard. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. But, again, you've got to have the people that are willing to do it. And, and like I said, we really do. You know, setting up for a town board meeting, the IT staff, getting everything going. You know, you see them scurrying around. I mean, you don't have this, oh, no, you know, I got to do that, you know, or they disappear. It's not like that. It's really, it's really remarkable, and we're very blessed. And the town residents are because they're really getting, you know, the bang for their buck. Uh, our town taxes are pretty uh, reasonable. I'm not going to say low. Nobody, you know, wants to pay taxes. But if you look at your town tax bill, which everybody's doing now, and let's not forget, January 10th is the deadline for paying that first payment of your taxes. Um, the portion that is assigned to the town general fund yeah. is like 5 to 6% when you compare it to the school districts. And quite frankly, that's something we need to be talking about. We need to find a better way of funding, you know, uh, our course of education. It can't be on the backs of the taxpayers where... 70% of the property tax bill goes to education. You know, it's important and we need it, but we need to work with our state officials and find a better way of funding it. And it's not, I don't think, it's not increasing state aid because the more money you get, the more you're going to spend. Right. It's finding a way to create a dedicated revenue stream that goes to the schools so that we can cut the burden on the property taxes and talking about affordable housing if people weren't paying 10 12 15 20 thousand dollars a year in property taxes homes housing would be more affordable so maybe we need to look at that root cause maybe it's not building more you know affordable homes but let's make the homes that are there affordable if a hundred thousand people are leaving new york state they're leaving because it's not affordable. Right. Not that the housing stock isn't here. It just costs too much. So, you know, we really, really need to put people around the table and have some real serious talk in coming up with real results in funding education. 
And listen, I agree with you. And if it means changing the formula around, you know, you have to do it. Uh, the salt stuff and everything else, we know we've got representatives trying to, trying to change that. The problem is, you know, you, we always cite the leadership. We see what's going on in Albany. I just don't have a lot of confidence. Uh, and thus, the reason why 100,000-plus have left uh, to find a better way. So it's, you're right. It's completely unaffordable, the taxes and everything else. Uh, I don't know how Albany redirects. They have a deficit of $4 billion plus themselves. Uh, a lot of stuff going on, without question. I know one thing. Islip is in great hands uh, for the next four years with you as the leader. And uh, we can't congratulate you enough uh, and everything else. We look forward to some great things and great conversations here on the morning show. I'll be here whenever you need me.